Hey guys, I'm Jonathan Hilliard from Connects Media and host of Atlanta Born and Brand. We understand that many of you are struggling, and we want to help the community of business owners that we have grown to know and love over the last two years. Right now, we're all in a season of uncertainty with the virus, and the small businesses in our community need your support more than ever. Today, we're going to spotlight Sarah Rice, owner of JJ's Flower Shop. We spoke with this native ATLian back in August of 2019. From a brick and mortar shop in Pond City Market to doing private events with their 1968 Volkswagen flower truck, JJ's Flower Shop has absolutely blossomed. Here are a few ways you can help right now. Know someone celebrating a birthday or that needs a little pick-me-up? Send them flowers. JJ's is making deliveries from an off-site location. The deliveries are called Quarantinis and will be a collection of small wraps and arrangements available for delivery in Metro Atlanta. JJ's is also selling merch, everything from t-shirts to tote bags to coffee mugs. Head to their website, jjsflowershop.com and follow them on social media at JJ's Flower Shop. If you know of a small business in need of help at this time, please share their story with us. Use the hashtag LiftATL2020. We are building a database of social media posts, graphics, and audio clips for you to download, share, and use how you see fit. We hope all of you will latch onto this cause and share the needs of those in our community. For more information, visit liftatl2020.com. From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. We're excited today to begin season two of the show, and we have a rock star entrepreneur to introduce you to. Sarah Rice is a Metro Atlanta native, and a little over a year ago, she was working a corporate job and punching the clock on a daily basis. Now, she's managing a full-blown flower shop with her own very cool spin. Her first retail store was a 1968 Volkswagen bus. We recorded this interview in June, and a ton has happened since then. So stay tuned to the end of the show to hear some really amazing updates. But without further ado, it's our pleasure to introduce you to Sarah Rice, owner of JJ's Flower Shop and Truck. JJ's Flower Truck is a mobile flower business serving Atlanta. So we have a 1968 Volkswagen Transporter, and we set up fresh flowers on the back of the truck. And the idea is that people can build their own bouquet. So we have all these flowers priced by the stem and people can come to the truck, select the flowers they like, select the greenery they like and build their own bouquet. Um, we also do some pre-arranged bouquets. So if you're a dude and you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, we will gladly help you out. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but yeah, the idea is you can build your own bouquet and there's really not another way to do that besides JJ's in Atlanta. Um, So kind of bringing a new way to buy flowers to Atlanta. From knowing your brand on a very cursory level, you got just a cool company. (laughs) Thank you. I agree. Yeah. And so it it begs a lot of questions, which is why we have you here on the podcast. But I first want to just start and kind of get to know you a little bit. Tell me a little about where you're from and um, kind of what the, uh, the steps were to kind of get you to your professional career were? Yeah. Um, so kind of, um, raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to like middle elementary school in coming. Um, I was homeschooled for a little while, which was awesome. I felt like I traveled so much growing up and homeschooling just gave me the opportunity to do that. Um, I went to college at Kennesaw state. Okay. So I studied business there. I, um, majored in marketing and then I did a minor in professional sales. Which were both like really, really cool. I think that for sure kind of jump-started me into, I don't know, I think just being prepared to start a small business and run a small business. Yeah. Um, so that I had no idea what I would be doing back then, <laughs> but it kind of like perfectly prepared me, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, studied at Kennesaw State. Um, my, let's see, my first job was Chick-fil-A. Hey, uh, me too. Oh my gosh, what? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Right. 15 years old. <laughs> 
Gosh, yeah. selling chicken sandwiches, the dream, you know. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I hated it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I thought I learned so much from that job. I was like 15, worked there for like almost two years. Really? I think the store I was at, they were like super tough on you, had all these standards. And hmm. anyway, I feel like I learned a lot, which was like the funniest thing because no one would think yeah. Chick-fil-A is like learning a lot, but I think it was like the perfect first job. Yeah, I love. I loved making money and not having to get, <laughs> you know, handouts from my parents, yeah. but working in fast food is just hard. Oh, it's hard work for sure. It's and like, I, yeah, very monotonous, but no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I did like working in the kitchen though. Yeah. That was fun. It's you fun. know, making like the sweet tea and making the lemonade, lemonade and, <laughs> you know, putting the, the buns on top of the, <laughs> the chicken patties. Oh God. But, Everyone loves Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I will say a lot of people work at a, a restaurant and then it's like ruined for them forever. Mm-hmm. I eat Chick-fil-A more times than I can. I know admit. it's so funny. Everyone's like, "Okay, so like, is it is the kitchen clean? Like, yeah. what do they do there?" I'm like, "No, I would probably eat off the floor at Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that clean." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's oh, cool. Um, so, did did you work at Chick Fil A in high school? Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. It was it was fun. I mean, I don't know. It was a good high school job. Did um, you have any of those things kind of growing up, like uh, you know? have a lemonade stand or anything like that that you know were you kind know, of like self-starter entrepreneurial type things funny enough not really yeah. um i mean i babysat when i was like i don't know 12 13 for a while yeah it counts for something right yeah no doubt <laughs> babysitting like you know cutting grass all that yeah. stuff i think is yeah. like you know just the motivation to mm-hmm. kind of get up and going on your own yeah sure. i think i don't know i i've always been that girl who's had two or three jobs mm-hmm. and i've I don't know. I've enjoyed working. And so, yeah, yeah, I was from a young age just started working and I guess enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So did you graduate from Kennesaw State, you mm-hmm. said, with a major in marketing? Major right. in marketing, minor in professional sales. Yeah. Gotcha. Where do you go from graduation? So, yeah, backtrack. So Chick-fil-A was my first job. Mm-hmm. And then kind of throughout college, I actually worked at the YMCA. Okay, cool. Uh, so I worked there for about five years in like high school, college. And again, really enjoyed it, kind of learned a lot. So um, believe it or not, the YMCA is the world's largest nonprofit. And so I did like, I know, it's really cool. It is cool. I did like a bunch of tours. I sold memberships. Mm. I ran the front desk. I um, trained people. I worked in the kids center. I worked upstairs in the wellness center with all the equipment. (laughs) So kind of did everything under the sun there, which was really cool. I think that job taught me a lot about thinking on your feet. Yeah. I, um, so I was a manager on the weekends and mm. I think I was, gosh, probably like 22, 23 and responsible for like an entire gym, wow. all the staff, all the members there. And so I seriously swear I would call 911 like every other week. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, I can imagine. But no, it was a good job. And again, learned a lot and learned, yeah, how to think on my feet and, um, again, kind of like how to sell things and how hmm. to, um, yeah, how to be a good salesman and how to, or saleswoman, I guess I could say, um, <laughs> how to, um, just chat with people of all different ages and ethnicities and backgrounds sure. and yeah, again, had a lot of fun there. Anyway, so I graduated college and where did I work after that? I worked at Target for a while. Um, so I did their executive internship program in college hmm. Really enjoyed it, learned a lot, um, and then they wanted to hire me on full-time as an executive team leader, so I said, cool, I'll do it, but let me finish school first. Yeah. So I finished school, and then I was an executive team leader of the sales floor. Again, freshly graduated college, yeah. 23, and then kind of thrown into this role where I was responsible for $40 million sales floor, had seven oh assistants, gosh. and over 100 employees, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Let me just figure out how real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, learn as you go, um, feet to the fire. But it was great. I mean, people would show up to work every day and be like, hey, Sarah, all right, I'm here. Like, what do you meet to focus on for the day? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? What is my work going to be for the day? Um, so, yeah, again, kind of thrown into the fire and forced to think on your feet. And, yep. um, again, how to train a team, how to hire and fire, <laughs> how to merchandise a sales floor, how to, you know, walk these target executives through the sales floor and explain exactly why everything looks the way it does, why you've given your team the direction you did, um, just all these different elements you wouldn't really think about. Um, but it was, I mean, it was, again, it was a great job and learned a lot. It was a lot of long hours. I remember sometimes going into work at like 3am for a new like brand release. I remember 
like sometimes closing the store and staying till, you know, one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, I remember like, you know, hiring and firing and these sometimes <laughs> great interviews, sometimes just horrible interviews that you just want to laugh at. And, yeah. You know, training the team and sometimes having those tough conversations you don't really sure. want to have, but kind of have to. And mm-hmm. Again, as a 23-year-old, I think it kind of forces you to like figure things out quicker than Yeah, you would I was going to say that's that's pretty <laughs> rare for like a job right out of college to mm-hmm. have all those experiences. You know, yeah. you sort of feel like a lot of people come out of college and go into, you know, like the bottom rung of the letter, uh, yeah. rung of the ladder job where their duties are very focused and very you know, almost monotonous, but mm-hmm. to have that kind of breadth of experience, yeah. that's pretty crazy at, you know, mm-hmm. 22, 23, like you said. I mean, it was cool. It was yeah. stressful, Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. I mean, again, I learned so much and I have kind of like, I guess you could say random job experience, but I also like to think of it as diverse and, mm. you know, working for a restaurant chain and then working for a nonprofit, working for a national chain, yeah. um, doing retail. I've had a couple office jobs in between. Um, so I think all of that kind of together has really prepared me to be able to run my own business. Sure. Were you um, thinking at the time that you're working for Target or even uh, working for the wide or in college that you would kind of be that type of like corporate career woman after school? What was your <laughs> what was your goal? So when I graduated college, I, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I graduated and I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to be like the director, director of marketing for Coca-Cola or... Mm-hmm you know, the marketing trainer at Home Depot, or I just had these like big aspirations and like, I knew, you know, I could just mention two Atlanta companies, but I don't No, That was like my, yes, (laughs) that was like my dream to like work in marketing for some of these like really cool, awesome, huge companies and kind of like thought the job would land in my lap after college. Like, Hmm. I don't know. I thought, yeah, you graduate college and get your dream job. That's how it Hmm. works. Right. And then yeah, kind of quickly figured out that's not quite how it works, which is great and fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I was working at Target and I don't know, didn't really, I guess, know what direction to go. I knew I was learning a lot and really growing a lot in this job, but it's definitely not what I wanted to do for a long time. I think my bosses and peers had this like really cool growth path set up for me and like, oh yeah, Mm. you're going to run your own store in X amount of years, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you kind of play along with it when you're in the role, but I think I saw each of these jobs I had kind of as like a stepping stone for what was next, even if I didn't necessarily know exactly what was next, but kind of saw the opportunity to learn where I was at and then, I don't know, see where it took me. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I worked at Target for a while and then the job I actually just left. um, So I moved to a small company. I worked for Target for, gosh, probably almost two years. And then, um, yeah, kind of just worn down from the hours and retail is hard work Yep. <laughs> for anyone who's never worked food service or retail. Oh my goodness. You are. Whew. Yeah. You got kind of the, the far end of that spectrum working oh, yeah. in both of those industries <laughs> for sure. No, it's great. I think, sure. I don't know. I've always said, I think everyone should at some point in their lives work in retail, retail or food service to just kind of like mm. empathize and see what some of these people go through that you, you know, yeah are so easy to complain about like, Oh my God, you forgot my sauce. You forgot whatever. Oh man. Have you ever been Um, to a Dave and Buster's or a Jillian's? Oh gosh. Uh, You know, I have, but it's been so many years. So I worked after I left Chick-fil-A, I was like, all right, I'm never working at fast food ever again. (laughs) And I took this job at a Jillian's in Discover Place or uh, Discover Mills Mall. Mm -hmm. And it was my job was to stand behind the ticket redemption counter. Oh gosh. And like deal with all the and listen, I love kids. I got three kids. They're great. But when you have fifty of other people's kids oh, like lined up behind this counter on a Saturday and they are like trying to decide which twelve cent item they're gonna <laughs> trade their tickets in on. Oh man. Oh wow. I was Sounds like a fun one. I thought about crawling back to Chick fil A but as a like sixteen year old <laughs> with too much pride i was like no, oh, no. stick this out but wow. yeah miserable job so oh yes i feel your retail pain all yes. that to say oh my goodness but anyhow so anyhow. you're stewing on you're stewing on that after about two years at target and then you, yes. you said you go to work for a smaller company yeah so kind of a friend of a friend situation they're like hey if anyone wants to work in marketing and event planning for this small company i have the gig for you yeah 
So kind of reached out and then like three days later, I suddenly had a new job. Um, So it was a small company in medical education. So I was responsible for kind of planning and executing these conferences for physicians, nurse practitioners, and physician's assistants. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I learned some, again, really cool stuff there. I think that was my first job that was really like a small business. And Mm -hmm. so it was the two owners and then me. So a normal, you know, quote unquote normal company has, you know, accounting and marketing and finance and sales and operations and all these different things. And so that suddenly was me. So I was all of those things. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, your job description says marketing and event coordinator, but I think with a small (laughs) business, it's much more than that. Yeah. Um, title is just that. Oh my goodness. Yes, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, I did that for another, about a year and a half. Um, but probably about eight months or so into that job, I was working like 10 to 4, like a joke of a schedule. I would <laughs> sleep in every morning, go to work at 10, and then, yeah. Quite a switch from the Take an hour lunch there. break, you yeah. know, <laughs> keep myself busy till 4 before I yeah. leave the office. Um, yeah, and just like, I don't know, I had all this extra time and trying to figure out like mm. what to do, and I honestly was playing with my puppy and watching Netflix and like laying at the pool all summer. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, I need to do something else. Like I need to do something productive. Yeah. And again, always being that girl who has two or three jobs. I'm like, crap, (laughs) I am working like maybe six hour days. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. I just wasn't feeling like super fulfilled in that job. Like it was great and flexible and great, great money, but I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't feel fulfilled. Hmm. So I was like, okay, I need like a hobby or a side gig or something. So I don't know. I think every entrepreneur at some point is like, oh, I'm going to work at a coffee shop or I'm going to build websites for small businesses. So kind of like toyed with those, but I don't know. I was like, that doesn't actually sound fun. Like, why would I want to get a hobby and then do something that's not fun? (laughs) So kind of was just thinking through like what to do and my boyfriend at the time, now fiance, he had this thing where he would always get me, you know, flowers every so often and he would always get me two bouquets. He was like, oh, two's better than one, right? And I'm like, yeah, these don't match at all. And let me just try to figure out how to make these into one beautiful bouquet. So I always ended up kind of like deconstructing the two bouquets, trimming them down, taking out a few of the ones that I don't like and keeping my favorites and like making my own like custom bouquet. Hmm. And kind of after a while, I was like, you know, like flowers are fun. Like I like that. Like I think that sounds cool and easy enough. Like what if I do something with that? And kind of knew at least starting a brick and mortar wouldn't be obtainable for me just because of the startup costs and barriers to entry and all that and so started thinking about like a mobile flower business so I remember like googling like mobile flower business and came across these things called a flower truck and I was like oh so that does exist and that's exactly what I want to do so this was July of 2018 so gosh not even a year ago I guess that's what 11 months ago yeah um kind of just first started dreaming about the possibility of it and um kind of told my family I'm like hey like I think I want to do this they're like are you sure like are you sure you want to do that like you have this you know pretty cush job you're not really working at like anyone would kill to have your like little six hour work day whatever Mm. and uh, I'm like yeah I just I don't know I don't feel fulfilled like it's not like my calling whatever and uh anyway so I was talking to Marco again my boyfriend at the time now fiance and I was like hey like I think I kind of want to do this like what do you think you know do you think I can do it what do you think about it and he's like yeah just like go for it just try it you know yeah you can do it whatever kind of just said in passing and I was like all right you know what I think I will so started like researching you know trucks and how to start a business and sure I literally did not know a thing I was like I don't even know like what to google or like where to begin but kind of just started doing research and again reached out to some of my professors at KSU um even one of like my dad's colleagues he's like hey this lady she's great reach out to her I'm like okay dad's colleague like sure I'll reach out to you and ask you what you think um so yeah started researching and pretty much anyone and everyone who would like listen to my pitch I'm like hey I'm Sarah you want to listen to my pitch whatever they're like okay just fine-tuning it yeah yeah so anyway kind of found out like what it would take to start. I started researching trucks. So I knew I wanted like a vintage hmm. truck and eventually decided I really wanted a Volkswagen. Yes. Um, so then that started a whole nother 
Was that when you Googled mobile flower business Mm -hmm. and found out that flower trucks were a thing, Mm -hmm. was, is that pretty popular in our region or did you kind of see that people were doing these other places and maybe there was an opportunity for that here? Yeah, I think probably kind of similar to that. So, um, there's probably, gosh, I don't know. 25 flower trucks that I can find in the States. Yeah. Um, there's a couple bigger ones in Nashville. There's some in Florida, um, California, um, Seattle. I think there's one, (laughs) but again, Georgia, like I couldn't find any. Yeah. Um, which I mean, 25 is nothing. I know. You know, when you think of like nationwide, even if there's, if there were 20 in Atlanta, I know you would still have (laughs) like, it feels like an opportunity for some business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. For sure. Um, yeah, so just, again, started researching and asking questions. Yeah. And again, That's anyone cool. who would listen, I would like pitch them this business <laughs> idea. And so they were like, okay, that sounds great, but you need an actual business plan. That yeah. sounds great, but you need to go to your bank and get funding. That sounds great, but do you know how mm. to drive a truck? I'm like, mm, no, but I'll figure all those things out. And so... Yeah. Kind of slowly did, and I started trying to find a Volkswagen to purchase, and kind of got excited. Found this one in like Douglasville, I think it was like around Six Flags or something. Nice. And it was cool, but it was a rust bucket. Mm. It was so ancient and rusty. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> As a oh. lot of Volkswagen buses are at yes. this point. <laughs> no, yeah. And anyway, I called up my mechanic, and I'm like, "Hey, I found this cool car, but you know, it needs a lot of work." And mm. But I think, you know, maybe we can partner on it. I'll work with you and we can, like, restore this thing. He's like, that sounds great, Sarah, but do not do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, you could spend tens of thousands of dollars and so many months working on it for it to never be done. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I guess I need to find one that, like, looks great and works great and is exactly kind of what I need. <laughs> so kept searching and kind of luckily found something that was, like, exactly what I wanted. It was perfectly in my price range and it literally had everything in the truck that I needed. And yeah. so we found her in Beverly Hills. We call her Bev. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I found this car I wanted and I decided to hire an inspector. I called up like Billy Bob's inspector or whatever in LA. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, I found this truck. I really want to buy it for a flower truck. He's like, okay, this crazy girl. But yeah, so he inspected it. I ended up buying it. And then someone trucked it all the way from Beverly Hills to Atlanta. Oh, okay, gotcha. And like put it on a truck and drove it across country for mm-hmm. you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I literally just did a tune up to it for like a <laughs> couple hundred bucks and I've had it, you know, for what, 10 months now and haven't yeah. had a single issue with it. So now you said cosmetically it was in pretty good shape or did you have to do some work when you got here no. um, from a cosmetic standpoint? Yeah. So no, it literally is just like you see it now. And hmm. if you look on my Instagram, JJ's Flower Truck, you'll see pictures of it. And yeah, I literally added the logo and the wooden shelf on the back, and that's it. It wow. had the canopy. It had um, kind of the truck bed, just like it is. So it was perfect. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fortunate. Oh my gosh, for sure. I know, especially after I was about to buy like this rust bucket. I'm like, yeah. thank God I didn't. Have you heard of Scamper Van, by the way? No, what is that? So we had these guys on our show that they started a camper van company out of Mm, Atlanta, which it's a huge business in like California and out West, but there was really nobody in the Southeast doing it. And so they did that, but they went to Florida when they found what they thought was going to be their first van Mm -hmm. and like handed the guy a check. And then like they were down the street. And the van like breaks down. Oh my word, my and worst nightmare. Just you know, one thing after another after another with this van over the course of two or three days, and oh, they finally go back to the guy and say, "Hey, we don't want this van." And luckily, the guy was gracious enough to give them back their check and say, wow. "Okay." Oh my gosh. I'm just like, you guys, you got a mulligan. Like they you got, got so and, lucky. Yes, a very lucky do over. Gosh. But I'm glad to hear that uh, that Bev's doing well. No, I, it's funny because I've honestly expected to have like some sort of issue driving her by now, but it's been super flawless and great, which is awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) So how do you come up with the name JJ's Flower Truck? Yeah, good question. So, um, my fiance and I, we had adopted a puppy together in February. So February to, what is that? July. 
and his name is Jackson, Jackson okay. Jones. And I'm like trying to think of names. Like I don't want to name it Sarah's Flower Truck. Like I just, I don't know. It didn't yeah. sound right. But I wanted it to be like something that was important to me, something that was like easy to say, easy to spell, right. and like had some sort of significance. Anyway, it kind of just like, I don't know, felt right. So I'm like, I'm going to call it JJ's Flower Truck. And nice. he is currently in our logo and he'll be with us at the truck sometimes, which is fun. <laughs> What kind of dog is he? He is a miniature golden doodle. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's really cute. He's best. Um, that's cool. And it just kind of came to mind, and you're like, all right, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't cool. know. kind of thought about, I don't know, a couple other names. I was like, nah, that doesn't sound right. Like, Jake's yeah. is easy to say. It's easy to spell, <laughs> and it's unique. So I'm like, I'm just going to call it that. And right. Anyway, so I now had my truck and my, you know, what I wanted to call it, the name of it, and... Um, started to work on a business plan and yeah. so that was in like July, August I got the truck and then September we opened. So it mm-hmm. was like three very short months. <laughs> yeah. So when you're, you're, you said you're starting to figure out a business plan mm-hmm. when, so I worked in the corporate world in video production for like 10 years okay. before going off on my own. Yeah. And when I think I got like a link sent to me from my mom that was like, hey, a friend of mine said you need to check out this. And it was, are you familiar with Score at all? Mm, so maybe. It's, it's like this, a buddy of mine described it perfectly. It's like this 8-bit guide to entrepreneurship, like starting a business mm. that's super rigid. And it's like, here's yeah. how you do a business plan. Oh my and gosh, I needed these, that. <laughs> like, well, and... I'm like a little ADD, so like these mm-hmm. really dry video tutorials and like checklists. Oh gosh. I was super intimidated by it, yeah. and I was just like, I have I have no business. Mm-hmm. Like this business plan that I have to have, like all the T's crossed and I's dotted. It was super intimidating. Yeah. So that all that to say, in your experience when you started coming up with a business plan. Was it encouraging for you? Where you kind of did it scare you a little bit when you're thinking about okay, you know, pie in the sky. This feels really good. Yeah. But you know, down to brass tacks. Yeah. Am I going to be able to make money off of this thing? You know, shockingly not. It's, really. It was funny. I was having a conversation with my mom about it, and she was like, "You know, is it is it like you thought it was? Like, is everything you know running the business and trying to grow the business and all this? Is it you know is it what you thought it would be?" And yeah. It's funny because definitely not. Um, I think it's a lot more hours and hard work mm. and a lot more elbow grease and grind and a lot less hanging out with friends and a lot more working sure. these events. But it's funny. I told my mom, I was like, if I knew everything that it entailed, I probably wouldn't have done it. So <laughs> ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. been super great and amazing. And I've met so many cool people and super, super exciting things coming up. But it's definitely been hmm. a lot of hard work. And so. you started it as a side hustle basically while you're working your other job. Yeah. So I was yeah. still working my like little 10 to 4 job, um, <laughs> which sounds funny to say. But um, no, I mean, it was still a lot of hard work at my day job. Yeah. I was running this business and um, then also starting to tar- trying to start my own business. Um, sure. So I worked there. I actually, today is the first official day being my own boss and not having another job. Nice. Woo-hoo! High five. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Congrats. Yeah, thank you. So I've been working that job up until now. Yeah. I was working at full time for um, up until, let's see, February. Okay. So from July to February, I was kind of doing both, which was great. Again, a lot of hard work. <laughs> great slash <laughs> awful. No, I mean, it was good. Like, I think the thing about that job is it allowed me to start what I'm doing now sure. and kind of do both for a while until I kind yeah. of built this up and... You know, that's perfect. If I was still at Target, there's no way I would be able to do both of these. But right. this job kind of allowed me to do both. And yeah. So I started in September. Um, we had our grand opening at Avalon and Alpharetta. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, kind of was working my day job and doing these JJ's events on the weekends for a couple of months um, through like September, October. All of November, I was traveling for my day job. Yeah. So I went to Chicago, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles for my day job. And basically, I think I was home for like two days in November or something. Wow. Um, So somewhat not really kind of running the business from my computer (laughs) out of town. Yeah. 
Um, when you say running the business, just talk, working through like scheduling and like booking the truck. Yeah, and just answering to emails. Keep building and momentum. Yeah. Doing like social media and answering emails and stuff. Yeah. Um, the best that I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we kind of hit like December, January, where December obviously is crazy with Christmas and everything, and January sure. is kind of like too cold to do much. So we kind of took a break for like December, January, and I kind of realized like okay, this is cool. I, you know, kind of tested out the business for a couple months in the fall and saw some good feedback. And in those short few months, built some really cool partnerships, um, met some really cool people. I worked with a couple brands that I was really excited about, like Kendra Scott and Jezebel Magazine. I um, was a part of this really cool kind of like market event called Girl Tribe. I... Um, worked with like a couple bloggers and influencers and photographers. Hmm. So kind of like saw some initial like interest and like good feedback in the business. Well, yeah. it wasn't like huge growth or like huge money or anything quite yet. I think I saw the interest and so hmm. I knew it could grow. Well, I think it's important too to like as a early business owner to surround yourself with some community mm-hmm. that you can just start to see even like as slight as it might be just some early momentum and interest like you said yeah because if you feel like i think as a business owner you can feel like you're on an island by yourself really easily oh yeah so to have other people even just coming up and say hey what you're doing is really cool like that's encouragement and that's fuel right for the next day to to keep going and and building on what you're doing right oh yeah for sure i you know, I remember all my friends like, hey, we're going camping in Helen. We're going to go stay at a cabin. We're going to, you know, take a road trip to Nashville. And I'm like, great, you guys have fun. Yeah. I'll be here working. <laughs> um, but again, I think kind of that initial good feedback and like some of the community yeah. I've built along the way has like been that fuel to the fire to keep me going. Sure. I mean, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. It's long hours and hard work. And, you know, you win some and you lose some. And I think... I'm for sure a perfectionist and like love to execute everything, you know, with excellence. And so anytime anything is like slightly below excellent, like I'll beat myself up about it and like be frustrated about it. But I think when you have that community kind of like back you up, it's it's again, yeah, Yeah. I think it's crucial. (laughs) So I'm a similar personality type Mm -hmm. and I know that you know, when you make a mistake in, in a job where you're working for somebody else, like it stinks. And as a perfectionist, you know, you feel bad about it. But I remember the first couple of like bad hiccups that, or what I felt like at the time was bad hiccups mm-hmm. as my own boss and running my own company. Mm-hmm. And that felt like the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Like the sky is like, falling. I've had those moments where I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I need yeah. to sell a truck. I can't do this. This is going nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to be a broke entrepreneur forever. I'm not going to make any money. No one's going to like it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I kind of have my friends and family to like be like, Sarah, stop complaining. Like you got this. It's fine. Stop getting yourself in the dumps. Like it's going to work out great. You've had this great feedback. Just keep working, you know? So I know you said your family was a little skeptical at first, Mm -hmm. but were they quick to kind of to buy in and, and see, you know, the fruits of your labor early on or... Are they still kind of like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, again, I think they've seen, um, I think they've seen kind of like how hard I'm working and mm-hmm. um, they've seen some really cool partnerships I've built and some really cool events I've done mm-hmm. and they see kind of what's coming around the corner and they're like, okay, like yeah. Sarah's actually doing it. Like Sarah's actually got something here. Um, but no, yeah, they're for sure my biggest supporters now and awesome. will help bail me out of any event <laughs> and, um, hopefully not literally. <laughs> oh gosh. I just did an event a couple weeks ago and so this, um, it was a huge church in the area and they're like, Hey, we have this great event coming up. We want you to do an event with 10,000 flowers. Whoa. And... It's funny because there's someone I've wanted to work with for a while. Like, you know, you have those clients on your bucket list. Like, okay, if I work with this person, this person, this person, like, I'll feel like I've made it. So I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, I can for sure do that. And yeah, so I had five events booked this weekend. I went to Christian Dior store on Wednesday. On Friday, I was at the Ritz-Carlton. Saturday, I was at Avalon. Sunday, I was partnered with an event with Decatur Alpaca Cottage. Hmm. 
And then Monday was this huge, huge event with 10,000 flowers. Far bigger than anything I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and I remember, so this is only, gosh, it was only a couple weeks ago. And I, uh, I remember sitting there. The event was in like a couple hours. Nothing was near done. I was like in the panic mode, like, oh crap. Yeah. If I don't get help, this will not happen. So I remember texting my sisters. I'm like, mm, say a few prayers because this is like not going well. Like it's actually going horrible. Oh, man. And so my parents were out of town. Otherwise, my mom would have been there in a heartbeat. And then um, so my older sister, she's like, OK, don't worry. Like, I'll be there soon. Just keep working. I'll come help you. And texted my other sister. I'm like, hey, like send some prayers and good vibes my way. Because yeah. this is like it's not going to happen. Like it's going to be a, it's going to be bad. Anyway, so she's like, don't worry. Me and my boyfriend are going to come. It was her boyfriend's birthday. So I was like, no, you oh, guys man. don't come. But yeah. anyway, no, my family for sure bailed me out. The event ended up going awesome and like way better than I hoped and dreamed. That's awesome. But I kind of had that moment as an entrepreneur. I'm like, this is like, this is going to be terrible. Like, sure. it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. And my business is going to fail. Everyone's going to think <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> and you know what? Even if that event would have bombed completely. Yeah. It probably would have been fine. No, like, it, it you, for sure. You'd have woke up the next day and been like, okay, I learned something yeah. and move forward. No. But I feel you like in the moment, it's like, all right, yeah. this is fun. Yeah. This is it. You yeah. Know? But no. no so that brings been, up uh, yeah. the next kind of thing I wanted to talk to you about. And that's kind of the nuts and bolts of how you're doing what you're doing. So are you, you know, as a mobile truck you know, I'm, I'm sure you have, you know, a set amount of inventory based on whatever event you're going to. Mm -hmm. So how are you sourcing product? How are you uh, kind of curating what you're, what you're offering at a, at a yeah. specific event? Um, yeah. So I go to my market and typically I try to book like two to three events in a weekend. That mm -hmm. way I, I don't have the pressure of kind of, you know, selling all my inventory in one day, but kind of can space it out or over a couple of days. Sure. Um, but yeah, I go to the, my local market in Atlanta. There's several wholesalers who I source from. And mm. yeah, I try to get some like really cool, interesting, wacky, tropical flowers that yeah. people are not going to find at Publix or Kroger or whatever. Um, so yeah, things like King Protea and um, Ginger and um, Gomfrina and just like some of these really weird, wacky flowers like Billy Balls. Like if you go on my Instagram page, you'll see all those really wacky, weird cool and tropical flowers that you're like, what is this? I've never yeah. seen this at Publix. Like what kind of flower is this? And I think people, that's what they really like and gravitate towards. Sure. Um, so I like to carry that kind of stuff. I will carry some of the classics. Like a lot of guys will come up to the truck and they'll be like, Hey, I want to buy a dozen roses for my wife or whatever. Yeah. Gotta um, have that kind of ready. Yeah. So sure. I still have that, yeah. but also try to bring in some really cool wacky stuff that people haven't seen and kind of like opens their eyes to like how cool flowers can be yeah um and it's really funny too people like you'll see people's different buying habits depending on where i'm at <laughs> it's like i went to crog uh -huh. street a couple weeks ago crog street market and kind of just knew like the, the clientele there would like gravitate yeah. towards some like super weird wacky stuff so like i literally i didn't buy roses that week i didn't buy sunflowers that week but instead i brought some of this really cool you got tropical the stuff, stuff. Yeah, and, like, I had record sales that day. That's awesome, um, yeah. But then if you go to, like, for instance, um, Alpharetta, you're going to want to have some more of, like, the classics. Traditional type things. Stuff people yeah. have seen before. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really funny, just, like, depending on where you're at, people will buy differently. Yeah. <laughs> How did you start to, I guess it's probably backing up a little bit, but what was your plan early on to start to get the word out that, one, you existed, and two, to track down and try to partner with some of these events where you're mm -hmm. really kind of making the business work? Yeah. Um, great question. I think I knew kind of from my like marketing background and my experience at KSU that I really wanted to build a business that would essentially market itself. I yeah. really wanted to build this like really cute, really cool, awesome business where people wanted to take pictures and they wanted to show it off and like <laughs> tell their friends, Hey, I got these really cool flowers from JJ's flower truck. And so I think keeping that in mind when I started the business yeah. has really helped kind of like, um, I don't know, rocket me to where I am today. Um, so just keeping like the vibes really cool, keep like the Volkswagen 
yeah. truck is like awesome. People like will be driving down the highway. People are like honking and waving. Um, <laughs> again, getting some of these cool flowers that people are like, I have never yeah. seen that in my life before. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been super lucky and I have not spent a dollar on marketing and honestly, hopefully never will. Wow. I've been lucky enough to, honestly, I haven't reached out to any of the, honestly, maybe one or two events that I've done. It's just mm. everyone emailing me saying like, hey, this is cool. We come to our event. That's awesome. Sarah. And so I've done, yeah. honestly, very, very, very little like reaching out to people. It's <laughs> kind of people finding my business and saying, hey, that's actually really cool. I want to have that for my girls' night for sure. our charity event or for our church night with 3,500 ladies or for um, our Chick-fil-A headquarters event or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so that's been honestly like one of the only reasons I think I'm wearing that today is just I've been lucky enough to have like a cool business and yeah, I don't know. People this love to see it. natural virality almost that people yeah. are sharing the, the, the yeah. good experience. I think, and I think that partnered with like working hard and presenting a standard of excellence and having yeah. great customer service. Like no I think that's the recipe for success for sure. Definitely. What, um, so when you talk about scaling mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where you're, where Bev is booked. Yep. What's the next step? Yeah, so we have already built a little flower cart. Um, So again, I'm making a lot of references to my Instagram, but you guys should go check it out and give me a follow, JJ's Flower Track. That's how we found each other. It's Um, good stuff. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy how many people I've like made friends with through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so check out our Instagram. We have recently debuted a flower cart. Um, So kind of the same concept, like a mobile flower business, but we actually set it up on a... um, a trike with this little like flower trailer if you will it's really cute um so we did that that was kind of like jj's 2.0 yeah um and that's cool because you can literally put that anywhere basically oh yeah you don't need a parking spot you don't necessarily need a big event like just put it where where you think there might be foot traffic right yeah the it's funny the reason we built it is macy's um and Linux, they reached out and they're like, hey, we have this event, but we want you to bring it inside. Like, what can you do? I'm uh, like, oh, I guess I should build something that can go inside. Sure. Let me just build that for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to my dad and fiance for always building That's all awesome. this stuff I asked yeah. for, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we recently did that. So that was kind of like our, I don't know, first expansion. Mm-hmm. We will be announcing very soon. We are opening a shop. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys where it's at quite yet. You'll have to stay tuned on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, so we'll be opening a shop so you guys can get flowers every day of the week. That's awesome. Pretty much any like normal business hour time. So no more like finding where we're going to be stationed or like making your way across town to get to us. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to be opening up a shop soon at our literal dream location. (laughs) Um, so stay tuned very soon for that oh my gosh well keep your eye out because it's gonna be awesome (laughs) that's awesome sarah so you're kind of doing um you know what carissa from simply done did of all right you've got this mobile business you've Mm -hmm. built the brand Mm -hmm. and and now you're taking that momentum and saying okay we're eliminating the friction point of you've got to find us to okay here here we are if you want to come get it right and it's i don't know i feel like I've been so lucky in this process, like God has really best blessed this business because literally every single thing we've done has like been at the perfect timing. Everyone has reached out to me. Like I've worked with some of these people I only dreamed of working at, working with, excuse me. Um, so yeah, done some like really cool stuff. And this place that we're going to be at is like my literal dream location. And they reached out to me. They're like, Hey, we have this spot. Like we'd love for you to come open up shop here. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. Amazing. <laughs> um. So yeah, kind of finalizing that. Like, actually, hopefully tomorrow. Um. <laughs> but yeah, you guys stay tuned because I promise you're gonna love it. Do you have a timeline on? So this will probably be a few weeks before it airs. So you'll probably have already announced it. Ooh. But do you have a timeline on when you might open up shop? Yeah. So um, they want me to open as soon as possible, which hmm. is great, but also crazy. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, hopefully if all goes well, it'll be late June, early July. So okay. pretty quick. Gotcha. Yeah. That's super cool, Sarah. Yeah, it is. Do, really you, cool. uh, do, you, do you foresee a day where you have more than one truck or do you think the shop kind of takes care of that need? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So hopefully this fall. So we'll have this shop um, 
open every day of the week. Mm-hmm. We'll have the truck hopefully doing private events, and then we'll have the trike probably stationed at another um, kind of Atlanta, like live, eat, shop, play yeah. area, yeah. like Crock Street Market or Avalon and Alpharetta or something like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think kind of, you know, the growth path we're on, I think there's crazy things in store for us. Hmm. I think, you know, this wasn't even a business or an idea even a year ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for, for all that, you know, has happened to have happened, I think there's like crazy, crazy good things in store. And yeah, I think multiple trucks would be awesome or multiple shops would be awesome. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, we'll Ride see, the where wave, it goes. see where it goes. Yeah, yeah for sure. What's the, what's the, been the biggest challenge? What's kept you up on at night on this? What has been the biggest challenge? Um, I guess just like the hours and the hard work and, hmm. you know, making sacrifices to make this business everything you've wanted it to be. And, yeah. um, you know, maybe you can't go on that vacation. Maybe you can't hang out with your friends. Maybe hmm. you can't, you know, see your family whenever they're, you know, taking a day at the lake or whatever. Right. Um, so I think just like making it through the hard work and the hard days where you're beating yourself up or you're like, oh, that didn't go like I wanted it to or... I don't know, things like that. I think just like kind of making it through, not that we've had like terribly hard times or anything like that, but I think every entrepreneur kind of goes through seasons that are super great and then seasons that maybe aren't as great. And so, yeah, yeah, I think just keeping my head on straight and keeping my head up and kind of working through those hard times probably has been the biggest challenge. Somebody told me uh, you got to figure out how to make your roadblock speed bumps, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you... It's not stopping you in your tracks. It's just slowing you down just enough mm-hmm. to, like, figure out what's going on, learn something from it, and keep yeah. going. So that's cool. Yeah, I think I've for sure learned a lot about that in entrepreneurship. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there have been times that have been hard. Like, for instance, right before we were supposed to open, I think it was literally two days before, the city was like, um, sorry, we're not going to approve your business license. And I'm like, what do you mean? What? Like, you said you would. Like, you said you needed these documents. And... I have the documents. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you want to prove it? And they're like, yeah, you know, we just don't think the code allows for a flower or mobile business, you know, to be in operation. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm supposed to open in two days. Like, I've invested all this time mm-hmm. and money and effort into this, and people are counting on me. They're like, yeah, sorry, we can't approve it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, how about this? I won't sell flowers from my truck. I will sell them, you know, next to my truck and quote unquote, have it like a little table business on the sidewalk, whatever. So that way you don't have to classify it as a mobile business, but you know, we'll work around that. They're like, no, that's not going to work. I was like, okay, well, what about food trucks? Like I see food trucks here all the time. They're like, yeah, you can sell food, but not flowers, you know? What? Like, okay, well I'll sell like cupcakes and flowers so I can be like a food truck, but like sell something else. They're like, no, Sarah, that's not going to work. I was like, okay, well, you know, can I meet with your city lawyer? Because he's the one you're saying, like, interprets the code like this. They're like, no, you can't meet with a city lawyer. I was like, okay, well, can I meet with your boss? They're like, no, she's on maternity leave. You're not going to catch her for a few months. So we literally sat there kind of arguing for, like, 30 minutes. Like, every single substitute you could think of under the sun. I'm like, hey, how about this? How about this? How about this? He's like, none of that's going to work. And mm-hmm. so, meanwhile, I'm supposed to open in two days, and finally at the end of it, I'm sure you're I've already promoted. Like, events People on are the expecting me, yeah. and uh, and yeah. So we sat there for like 30 minutes in his office, and I kind of said at the end, I was like, you know what, sir? With all due respect, I need you to make something happen because people are counting on me. I've invested yeah. all of this, like essentially you've done what you've asked me to do. Thank you, but please make something happen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this crazy girl. Mm. So he's like, okay, give me a few minutes. So he like steps out and I'm sitting there like calling Marco and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think I can open this business. Like, you know, I tried A for effort, but it's not going to work. And anyway, he's like, whatever, just keep your head up, call me back. So this guy comes in like 10 minutes later, he just hands me papers and then walks off. And I'm like, these papers are signed. Like we're going to be in business. (laughs) So it was really funny. Like I've had plenty of roadblocks like that. Sarah, don't lie to me. Did you cry on him? No, it's shockingly no. Like, Good. I cried, like, after I left that place. But <laughs> it was funny because I think I was just so... I think I would have cried. I think I was so mad <laughs> that I was like, yeah. with all due respect, like, I need you to make something happen. Like, yeah. it's going to have to work. So 
do whatever you got to do, but make it happen. Well, kudos, because I think I would have lasted about halfway through that conversation and just, and I think most people like after the fourth or fifth, no, they would have said, all right, like, see ya, you know, bye. But that extra, you know, 20 minutes and then your statement, like you said, I need you to help. Like I'm asking for your help, Yeah. you know, and just that plea to listen, I'm done what you've asked me to do. Like be a human being and yeah. help me, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy no, story. it's been crazy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I think I've been super lucky and like everything that has happened for the business to be where I'm at now is just like literally been best case scenario. Yeah. Um, did he provide any context as to what, what changed? Did he tell you, like, you know, he called the lawyer? I have thought about that so many times and yeah. I'm like, maybe he just wanted to see determination. Like, I don't know. Part of me felt like, you know, I feel oh, like sexist, ageism, whatever. Too much credit. <laughs> I don't know. But then I'm like, he, maybe he just wanted to see determination. And yeah. I don't know. It was very interesting to say the least, but. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had hard moments like that, but kind of always like fought through it and like, don't take no for an answer. And yeah. I don't know. Got me where I am today, I guess. So you've used the term we a lot. Yes. And I know, you know, you've talked about the fam, your family support, mm-hmm. uh, your fiance obviously are, are going to continue to be big backers of yours, but mm-hmm. is your company growing? Or are you going to bring anybody else into the fold to help you manage this truck slash yeah. cart slash shop? Yeah, in the near that's future? a funny question. Um, no, I mean, it's always been, you know, I'm the only owner. I'm the only hmm. quote unquote employee. I don't have anyone helping me officially while my fiance will help any chance he can get. Yeah. Um, and my family will always bail me out. Um, it's really just me and yeah. it's funny cause I always say we, I'm like, I don't want people to know it's like a one woman show, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, kind of done it by myself up till now and looking to hopefully quickly hire several people to kind of help out at the shop yeah. and then eventually run the flower cart and the flower truck as well. You heard it folks. Call Sarah. She needs help. Yes. Send me a resume. <laughs> Let's meet for coffee. <laughs> So hopefully you're dying to know the news Sarah was referring to, and we won't leave you hanging any longer. JJ's Flower Shop is now open at Atlanta's Ponce City Market. So next time you're close by, stop in and tell Sarah Atlanta Born and Brand sent you. And if you're ever planning an event, JJ's Flower Truck might be the perfect touch to push it over the top. To learn more about Sarah and her business, visit their website, www.jjsflowershop.com or follow them on Instagram at JJ's Flower Shop. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you're looking to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectatl.com. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.